Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jonna Gergen, FY18 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Sandra Smith of Brown University. She is the Program Director of the Executive Master of Science and Technology Leadership Program. Thank you for joining us, Sandra. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you go from engineering to an MBA and then to the leadership program at Brown University? Yeah, when I started my career, I was drawn to engineering because I wanted to learn how to solve some of the hardest problems. I really loved math and science. So I got my master's in engineering as well as obviously my bachelor's in industrial engineering from the University of Toronto and went on to work as a provisioning engineer in telecommunications. But after a few years, I then became more interested in some of the questions that very senior leadership faced. Um, these were the questions uh, around how does a company outlast the competition? How does it generate shareholder value? Uh, what differentiates companies that win from those that lose? So I wanted to become a strategy consultant and realized that I needed to bridge this gap between my technical expertise and experience to be able to uh, raise the ranks of corporate leadership. So I got my MBA from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania and went on to spend the next 20 years or so of my career as a strategy consultant uh, and a principal, helping Fortune 500 companies um, in leading Silicon Valley firms design growth strategies, primarily also focused around designing um, and launching new products and services. So my MBA was critical for this work as a strategy consultant and a general business leader. Uh, and then I came to Brown more recently, about three years ago, to help develop and launch this new degree program that was designed especially for engineers and technology professionals that were aspiring to a C-suite. And I was very attracted to the role because I saw the opportunity to create something really new and really tailored that made a real big difference for this target audience, an audience that obviously I had a lot of um, experience and uh, had a lot of um in some ways, love for from my early career. That's great. That's great. So what is the ideal candidate for this program? Uh, the ideal candidate for this program is someone who has been working in technology, uh, perhaps as an engineering degree, has been working for some time now. We like to say at least five years. So more Our candidates tend to have about 10 years of experience, and they really see themselves as rising in that technical, sorry, in a leadership role. So some of our candidates have been already leading some uh, smaller teams. Others have been leading more in a cross-functional capacity. But what they all have in common is that they see themselves as wanting to raise in that leadership trajectory in a technical capacity. Awesome. And then why is Brown the place to be to get this training versus some of the other programs that exist? Well, Brown is very well known, as you may know, as for its strengths in interdisciplinary 
uh, education. We have very strong programs, both in the STEM field as well as the humanities. Um, our computer science department is highly ranked. We have one of the oldest engineering schools in the nation, uh, very strong in material science. And of course, a very strong medical school. We have robotics, uh, data science initiatives. But we also, of course, have very, very strong areas in the humanities. And we believe this combination and multidisciplinary approach really is the right approach for elevating the perspective of people that are coming through this technical training in order to broaden their capacity, their perspective, and their skill to prepare them for leadership careers. Perfect. Thank you so much. And that brings me to some interesting research that the school has done recently. You wrote an article for our blog all together about the study that was recently done by Brown on various companies' need for technical leadership. Can you tell us a little bit about that research? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, why we did this research, um, Brown saw a gap in the higher education landscape for the kinds of programs that were available for this mid-career engineer or technology professional that I have been describing. Uh, they saw a gap and Specifically, when we looked at the general MBAs and master's in engineering management and talking to a lot of the graduates from those degrees, we realized that these degrees were really not optimal in cultivating leadership in science and technology in order to really prepare them to drive innovation in today's very global, uh, interconnected, and complex markets. So we began to conduct this research that would provide the foundation for a new program that would be focused on developing this effective global leadership from what we call a grounded and integrated liberal arts perspective. And these are really, again, Brown's signature strengths. So in addition to this input that we had been receiving from our corporate advisors, from alumni in the industry, uh, and then we also commissioned a very specialized research. We spoke to over 30 different very senior leaders across multiple organizations. Some of these leaders were CTOs, CIOs, and CEOs of technology companies. And the conversation was really in the research focused around understanding what were some of these critical gaps um, that these professionals uh, like myself would face when they got to a certain point in their career and they wanted to really progress further. So that was sort of the point of the research. And then what were the findings that you found that were so um, important to directing your program? Yeah. So what we found is uh, that in general, uh, us kind of professionals that were trained in this technical domains or had spent a significant point of our time uh, that we had spent a significant portion of our time in these technical careers, um, had similar strengths and similar areas that needed to be complemented and developed in order to move up. So what were some of those areas of strength, not surprisingly? Uh, first of all, we tend to be very strong and obviously technical or analytical thinking skills. That really means being able to get down to the root cause of problems, asking a lot of questions, always wanted to sort of drill deeper and ask a lot of what if scenarios. This kind of very extreme ability to go deep in an area in a very systematic discipline and structure way. You could see how that's, those skills are really, really critical when you're solving technical problems or engineering problems. 
The second area in which um, these professionals tend to excel is obviously be very being very data driven, which is obviously a very important skill, and handling information. So very comfortable living in sort of the world of facts and figures, the sort of what we can call the black and white. So what were some of those areas that needed to be developed in order to uh, transition from being a leader of a technical uh, domain or maybe sometimes even uh, from being an individual contributor to being a very effective of larger teams? What are some of those areas that needed to be developed um, are things like, uh, number one, what we're calling now strategic thinking and decision making. There's a lot under here, so let me try to quickly unpack it. Um, so under this category is balancing this uh, going down into the details, being very analytical capacity that I described earlier with being a much more high-level, top-down, big-picture thinker. Uh, that Within that, what's really critical when you're leading a team, first and foremost is to set a vision. And that's an exercise that sometimes doesn't come from the analysis always. It requires some conceptual thinking. It requires uh, obviously some creativity as well. And sometimes working with incomplete information. In order to develop this strategic thinking capacity or exactly really what it means is also understanding where your function fits within the organization, how it works within the organization, and having an awareness for how the other elements in a company work together to create value. And so you've heard perhaps about the importance of engineers, especially uh, us learning how to consider the market implications, understanding what the competition is doing. So in addition to knowing how our function fits with other functions in the organization and being able to work effectively with those functions, it's important to have a sense for how our company fits in the industry, uh, how it competes in markets, how it competes uh, against competitors, um, how it is impacted by regulation. So all of these aspects uh, really are important for if you could, you know, developing the kinds of products and services and technical solutions that are going to address some of the most challenging problems, design problems that we have uh, in today's uh, society. So in summary, to lead, we really need to have a broader strategic, bigger lens picture in our minds. Uh, we need to be able to set vision and make decisions that anticipate various outcomes. The second area uh, of strength that needs to be developed is the skills required to manage people. So here is learning how to manage conflict, how to give people in a way that's effective and constructive. Uh, we heard a lot about this in the importance of sort of becoming very sophisticated in our approach to dealing with uh, other people, sort of moving away from dealing in the black and white and being able to understand the human dynamic and work effectively within it. Within that, it's important to obviously have empathy, um, a, a term that has been very popularized, but really ultimately it's about understanding how do you speak and understand the language of others in your organization of other functions without necessarily having to be an expert in those functions. 
third area briefly is then being able to balance and know when do you have to rely on your technical expertise and when you have to, as a leader, uh, rely on some of these other new skills and being able to integrate it all um, and really, again, be flexible in your thinking. Sometimes you're still going to need to be a technical expert and help your team through those tough problems. But uh, more and more so, as you progress in your career and you lead through others, it's much more important that you develop some of these other skills that I've mentioned before around strategic thinking and working with others. And last, but many would argue perhaps is the most important thing, is effective communication. I mentioned it last because I think if all the other three pieces are developed in some ways, effective communication becomes much more easy to do. Effective communication really means in this context being very audience centric. So speaking to others in a way that we think um, will speak to their own interests and how they view the world. And to do that, again, you have to put yourself in their shoes. And in a practical level, you also have to have some comfort with how they speak about the world. So acquiring the vocabulary so that you're not uh, uncomfortable when you get into those situations. For example, you know, when you're meeting with folks or people in the marketing team or the finance team or sales teams, that you have an awareness and an understanding for what are some of the critical things that they care about. And so that when you're presenting your technology solutions and you're advocating for them, um, it's in a way that addresses their main concerns. That reminds me of the old saying, know your audience. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. Is there anything that engineers who maybe went through more traditional technical roles can do to start preparing themselves uh, on these skills? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly practicing these skills is really important. Uh, We think that our program is a very good way for accelerating the acquisition of these skills and perspectives of knowledge. The program that we have developed really is designed and tailor-made to provide the right combination of knowledge and skills and perspectives uh, to develop this kind of leadership. Some of our students are already experiencing, even though we haven't finished sort of the first cohort, uh, we're hearing them talk about the new opportunities that have been presented to them, some of the recognition that they have received, and in some cases, even promotions. So we think that the formula is working um, so far, and uh, we are continuing to Uh, see the success. Our corporate advisory board and other very senior leaders that we interviewed also have given us feedback on the program and have been very impressed with the way in which we've combined all of these different disciplines to deliver this program um, based on Brown's interdisciplinary excellence uh, that I've described before, combining the humanities, social science, business, and STEM disciplines to to cultivate this kind of cross-disciplinary approach. One of our advisory committee members, I think, summarized it well. You know, he is uh, the CTO of JW Player. We have a very good advisory committee that I invite you to take a look at in our website if you have a chance. Uh, But he in particular, I think, summarized it well. He has said that he has witnessed the gap of very qualified, talented technical leadership in our industry over his, you know, 20 plus years. 
And what he finds in the program is that it fast tracks the cultivation of these skills uh, that he himself learned through what he calls the school of hard knocks. Um, and these were places like Apple and Microsoft and iHeartRadio and others. And obviously, he's really proud and excited to be a part of this program that he j- really uh, is excited to um help and sees himself as having an important role in developing that next generation of technology leaders. So Sandra, what has been the female representation in the program so far? Yeah, so, so far we have a strong representation. Of course, we always want more. So I'd like to invite more women to consider our program, but we're proud to say that uh, 50% of our program leadership is comprised by women, uh, including myself. 40% of our faculty are female. And so far in our first cohort, we have 33% of the whole cohort uh, made up by very capable women who are all in leadership roles or aspiring to uh, move up in that leadership trajectory within a technical um, discipline. And this really comes from a very deliberate effort we've made to cultivate an environment that is inclusive of women and diversity, uh, not just because it's a good thing to do, but because it's also a business smart thing to do. Uh, It's been proven that innovation is really best fostered by the interplay and exchange of ideas from a diverse set of uh, perspectives and teams. So that's the kind of environment that we've created in our cohorts, a very diverse environment. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Sandra Smith is the director of the Executive Master of Science and Technology Leadership Program at Brown University. You can link to the research results that we talked about earlier via the All Together blog at altogether.swe.org. And to learn more about the program, you can go to professional.brown.edu. For SWE, this is Jonna Gherkin. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.